MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. For boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Hi-ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 253, we'll send it out to a fellow old gray bush uh, like myself. Wonderboy Stephen Thompson, he's even got the gray hair up top. He came through last night for us. He, uh, he came right down to him for me, uh, the difference between a profitable evening and the money-losing evening. And he came through for us. Um, so this goes out to you, Steve Wonderboy Thompson. I don't know when the next time will be when we can dedicate a, uh, an episode to you because you are 39 and we'll, we'll get into that soon enough. Thanks for coming to the show. I am Jeff Chalks Fox, one half of the dynamic duo, which is the MMA Gambling Podcast. Well into, uh, we're, we're past 250, into 253. We're, we're racing towards episode 300. Um, and the man who's been there for every episode, who never misses an episode, who I keep forgetting to tell, I'm going on vacation in three months, oh, and no. I, I, won't, I won't be around to do the show, but I guess I just told him now on the air. Um, it's one and only Daniel Gumby Breland. Hello. I guess it's good that you said three months and not like next yeah, week March. Or We're good. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like if you said next month I or next week, I probably would have been scrambling a little harder. But now, now I know. I, I can line up guest hosts we've had lots of good guest hosts on the show so uh we've had I'm one sure. guest host on the show haven't, haven't i we? had two i think i've had two didn't <laughs> okay, um maybe, yeah. so, so kurt chase patrick did a couple yeah. of episodes he's he's yes. like our, our go-to and i'll probably hit him up uh right as soon as we're done recording um Perfect. see what he's doing in march uh and then i, I think lucas grandsire did one too yeah he may have that's true yeah, I think I had him as a fill-in one time too when we were uh, when when Kurt was not available. So yeah, and I, I want to go back to the other thing you said. I I don't know when we'll get a chance to dedicate one to Stephen Thompson anymore. Uh, I I think I do next next year, maybe the next time he fights. Oh, okay. Because uh, well, like as long as they keep and this is the thing, and we can jump right into talking about his fight if you want, or sure, or I can ahead. talk about his future prospects. As long as they keep pairing him up like this, like is, which is what I think they're going to do, put him in with exciting strikers and guys who only want to strike with him, as long as they keep doing that, he's going to keep winning. Part of the reason why we picked him to win this fight and part of the reason why he was like the easiest underdog to cash it since we picked uh, Andre Petrosky to beat the hell out of Nick Maximoff all that time ago or Lauren Murphy to, to murder Misha Tate. The reason why he was one of these like, can't miss underdogs is he he lost two in a row and people are writing him off like he's old and pathetic he lost to two phenomenal grapplers two of the best grapplers in that division and it's a division full of grapplers so as long as they give him dudes who only want to strike with him his striking hasn't lost a step i don't know about you but like i watched those four rounds it did not look like he has diminished one bit with his hands or his legs yeah devil's advocate uh, he couldn't finish a guy with a broken hand. He did finish was, him. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> but it, 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 it took a lot. Like, he, he couldn't knock out a guy with a broken hand who wasn't really trying to win. He was just trying to have fun. But to be fair, to be fair, here's here's devil's advocate to your devil's advocate. <laughs> Is that such a thing? Can you do uh, that? Yeah, I, I think it makes a God's advocate. I'm I'm not gonna okay. do the math. Yeah, possible. Um, <laughs> um, Stephen Thompson broke his hand too. Oh, he did he? Also, I didn't hear that. Yeah, he got transported to the hospital, broken right hand. So he was doing all that work with a broken hand. And granted, you know, Kevin Holland had I guess three broken knuckles, so maybe that's worse than whatever break Thompson had. But like. It's not like Thompson wasn't putting on a clinic and, and, you know, I know you're saying, yeah, he didn't, he didn't get the big, you know, head kick knockout, but like, here's the other thing. He, he, he hasn't had those big knockouts no. in a long time. Six like, years. He, this is his first, sorry to interrupt, first TKO in six years. Uh, first, he hasn't knocked out anyone since Jake Ellenberg with the spinning wheel kick seven years ago. So he's one of those guys who re- reputation is he's a knockout artist, but he's not. Yeah, well, in, in that, in, in like, you know, the Ellenberger knockout was big in highlight, right? And then you yeah. could get the da- Dan Stittigen fight, too, which was in his debut when you hit him with that question mark kick uh, up over the shoulder and, and just flopped the dude. Those were both TKO or KOs, right? But apart yeah. from that, his other finishes didn't look like that. You know what I mean? Like, he, he yeah. beat Robert Whitaker, and it was, you know, a compilation of, of putting a whole bunch of strikes together. And, you know, you could say the same thing of when he finished Johnny Hendricks. And, like, he, he's never been a guy with big KO power. But, like, he's been a guy who's done things like this to Kevin Holland. And, like, to me, this looked a lot like his Vicente Luque or Jeff Neal fights, right? He beat the piss out of those two dudes. And, yeah, he didn't finish Jeff Neal. But, like, if you gave him another round, he would have finished Vicente Luque in that three-round fight. He would have finished him in the fourth or, or maybe the fifth. And he put a clinic on Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal wasn't even close in that fight. So th- this is another one of those performances, granted, against somebody even worse than the the two guys I mentioned, you know, Vicente Luque and Jeff Neal. And all that came in between those two fights were getting out grappled by good grapplers. So the idea that we're writing Wonder Boy off and saying that like Wonder Boy is is past his prime, he's he's gone, like he's just losing to dudes who can grapple him. So give him more guys who can strike with him. I, I think he still beats a whole bunch of strikers in this division. Well, apparently, we have a Wonder Boy stand on the podcast today. Um, but... I mean, I'm just I'm just pissed because like everybody. First of all, he was an underdog. No, I wasn't dumping on him. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no reason he should have been an underdog in this fight, right? And, and like, we foresaw that. We both picked him. Yeah. Um, and, and, like, you know, we can, you know, raise our flag up here and say, you know, good for us. But, like, it, it's more, like, bad for the rest of the public for not realizing that, like, this was a perfect stylistic matchup for him in a division that doesn't have many perfect stylistic matchups for him, right? Yeah. Like, Sean Brady's a tough one. Bilal Muhammad, Kamzat, Colby, Usman, Burns. Like, those guys all suck for him. But if you feed him the Jorge Masvidal's and the Daniel Rodriguez's and the Kevin Hollins, like, I'd even take him to beat Michelle Pereira. Like, wouldn't you? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, definitely would, yeah. So, Bearing the lead here, Stephen Thompson won, in case you haven't guessed, uh, <laughs> over Kevin Holland, TKO corner stoppage after the fourth round. A good stoppage because Holland wasn't going to quit, but he just stopped fighting in the fourth round. Um, too much damage. His hand was destroyed, and 
Did you? He came. Did you see him? Uh, I'm pretty sure he told Wonder Boy he broke his hand. Because right yeah, after, in the middle right of the after fight. he was like, he was up with his hand, he whispered in his ear, like, "What are you doing, dude?" Yeah, he's a and weirdo. So <laughs> right after that, Wonder Boy just started spamming uh, leg kicks to that side smartly. So um, maybe he thought Wonder Boy so such a nice guy he wouldn't uh, take advantage Exploit of it. it. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, we had it at plus 135, which was a nice hit. Did you see the stat? It was. Wonderboy's first time he ever was an underdog in a in going into a UFC fight. Really? That's what they said in 20 fights. Only time he's an underdog, which means he's greatly um underachieved throughout his career if you take it from from that vantage point. He should be undefeated. I mean, he, he does only have a handful of losses. You yeah. know, like the the shock loss to Pettis, um, you know, like uh, us underestimating Bilal Muhammad's wrestling. But, like, apart from that, he's lost the guys he largely should, right? Like, Tyron Woodley yep. was the champ back then. He got out grappled by Matt Brown back in the day. Like, yeah, I guess now that you say that, the only one that sort of surprises me that he was a favorite was the second Woodley fight. I would have yeah. predicted him to be an underdog in that one. But, yeah, I, I mean, I guess that all makes sense at the end of the day. Sometimes I pay attention to the telecast and I, I pick things up. And Gumby yeah. didn't, so there you go. I, I missed that, yeah. And, yeah. Um, I will say I did want to, to accentuate your point there. It was a good corner stoppage. Yeah. We too often talk about corners who don't protect their fighters. Good job on this corner. Yeah, I was I was going to leave it up to the the ref to do it, but luckily he did not have to. I, like, when should the ref step step in? Because maybe he didn't realize Holland was hurt. But uh, after after that round, broadcast, but... after that round, he a thousand percent should have. Yeah, because Holland um, just stopped. He just stopped fighting, but he wasn't going to quit. Yeah, he was taking the way he was taking kicks to the body and not blocking them, but it was clearly hurting him. Yeah, like you, you got to stop it then, right? Yeah, um, it wasn't fun to watch. Well, no, it, it kind it kind of was, but do you want to hear? <laughs> do you want to hear my favorite? Yeah, it kind of was because Wonder Boy's kickboxing is so fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but you want to know my favorite part about this uh this fight at the end of the day was no, that? Let's move on. Uh, no, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> okay, fine. You're gonna tell me anyway. So I was like, go ahead. The, the judges' scorecards came out for this. Okay, that's here. Um, so, uh, first of all, all three judges agreed on the first round uh, and gave it to Kevin Holland, which okay, yeah. I, I kind of agree with. Uh, rounds two and three, they also agreed and gave it to Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Yep. Th- there was disagreement in round four because one judge did not give Stephen Wonderboy Thompson a 10-8 in that round. Derek, oh, come Cleary, on. Derek Cleary saw that as a 10-9 round. Meaning it wasn't dominant and damaging. Which means <laughs> nothing is going to be a 10-8 then. Yeah, yeah, I hope Drew, that guy's never given a 10-8 out. Yeah, Derek Cleary, what is a 10-8? Do you need to wow. see somebody's organs before it counts? Because yeah. it, we almost did. Like, like he he's, was, he almost kicked his, his stomach clean out of yeah. his body. <laughs> Boy, he's uh, of the same mindset as Herb Dean, apparently. He, he's he's there for the violence. So, um so we were there for, for that plus pick. Uh, that was a good way to end off the night. It seemed I was missing um, in the main events uh, past a little while and leaving a bad taste in my mouth, but came through this week. Actually, last week, uh, last event, it did too. But that was a nice hit, especially on an arc hit. And like I said, that brought me out of the red and into the black. Um, all right, before I move on, let me tell you about WinBet. Ready to win money and boost your odds. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in the same game parlay? Of course you are. WinBet is your home with their WinBet Build Your Own Bet, letting you customize the bet you want to make. 
Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer of bet $100, win $100. There's, there is so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. So you know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet. Today, offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call one 800 522 4700. The um I said before heading into that was seeing if I had a transition and, di- and I didn't. So I guess why. <laughs> uh, that's how quickly I realized. Do I have a transition? Um, no. Okay. Um, a man I don't want to see, Thompson, um, uh, a man that Dan didn't mention in that list of fighters that are bad matchups for him is the man um, who won in the Comey event, Rafael Dos Anjos. Superior wrestling, which is what we were in grappling, which is what we were counting on to beat uh, Noe's game, Brian Barberena. Submission neck crank, two, 320 into the second round. I was thinking about taking Barberena as a huge dog, but, you know, um, like I said, the grappling and the the wrestling was the deciding factor for me. And RDA came through minus 580, unfortunately, so total opposite <laughs> of the main event. But RDA looks very good still. Yeah, he does. I, I will say this, though. You know, to your your point about like, do I want to see him fight Wonder Boy? Is he a terrible matchup for Wonder Boy? I actually think he's kind of one of the wrestly types at welterweight who Wonder Boy could probably deal with. Um, like if if you were gonna give any of those Wonder Boy any of those wrestlers, I'd pick RDA. Okay. Um, because he he had so much trouble taking people down at welterweight when he went up last time, right? Remember that yeah. this is a guy who has notoriously been a really good wrestler down at lightweight. Um, and when he's gone up to welterweight, now granted he's run into some really good welterweights, um, but like, you know, failed on uh, on fighting Colby and Usman, um, grappled Kevin Lee a little bit, but even had some trouble in that fight. Leon Edwards stuffed him, Michael Chiesa stuffed him. And, and those are all good names, but like he hasn't been super successful shooting takedowns at welterweight. So like I wouldn't automatically put him in that Sean Brady, uh, Colby Covington, Kamzat Shumayev list of people who are awful matchups for wonder boy. You know, he's, he's probably not the striker we want to watch wonder boy against, you know, he's not the Michelle Pereira, Daniel Rodriguez kind of guy that we want to see him against, but like, I, I don't think he's as bad as those other ones. And and yeah, to, to your point, I said it on the, the pre-fight show. Brian Barberina had trouble with the takedowns of Jason Witt when he fought Jason Witt, and he wound yeah. up winning that fight by a close majority decision. You you don't like him against a guy like RDA, even though RDA has trouble with takedowns up a weight class, uh, not against a guy who's who's had that much trouble defending him. So, yeah, th- this was a easy easy one to pick um, at the end of the day. And he, RDA, he being RDA, um, called out... Uh, Conor McGregor after the fight, which is a fight I would love to see, um, which what we were going to see back in the day, um, but will never happen because Conor is smart about his career. Yeah, well, and, and I'll say this too. So I, I liked the call out too because you know, like you know, keep trying for it if you want RDA. It's a big money fight for him and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, like you for for us, we're like, oh yeah, nostalgic pick. That's right around where Conor should be now, right? Like he should be fighting those fights yeah. that are, are fun and nostalgic and like, will pop and like, but the thing is, that's not where Connor thinks Connor is right. Yep. Connor, Connor thinks he he's fighting Islam Makashev for the title next. And you know what? He damn well may be correct about that, 
But at yeah. the end of the day, like we don't see him there, but like he, he's never taken a fight with RDA next. Nope. No, no, no. Um, so we hit that one. We hit the next one too. Uh, flyweight Matias Nicolau finished match. Now KO punches second round 144, dropped him in the first and then uh, did the same in the second and finished. Um, Nicolau is, as I said, legit prospect, as I like to say too often. Um, he's a legit prospect with, Kind of some scary power for for a flyweight, and we had him at minus 400. Well, scary power for a flyweight in addition to, uh, you know, being a flyweight with better jujitsu skills than he typically has boxing skills, too. Because that's the other thing is, like, he is perhaps even a better grappler than he is a striker. Um, and I, I will say we, we handicapped this one perfect in saying Matt Schnell, the best part of Matt Schnell's game is his grappling, and he shot zero takedowns. Uh, against yeah. the guy who was clearly knocking his block off too. You know, like it's not like he got knocked out three minutes in and he was like, oh crap, in retrospect, I should have shot some takedowns. Like this this fight took, you know, eight and a half minutes almost. And not once did he think to himself, I'm getting blasted on the feet. Why don't I go back to that wrestling and jujitsu I'm good at? And granted, again, I said Nikolau is probably better at jujitsu too, but like, dude, you gotta go where your strengths are here, especially if you're losing at your weakness. Yep, for sure. So uh Thoughts on Nikola moving forward? I mean, there, there's so many fun people at the top of the flyweight division that he could fight. Um, you know, currently, I just looked at the UFC's official rankings. He's currently six. Um, yeah. and, and I think, you know, like somebody like Kaikara France would probably be fun. Um, Pantoja is is largely thought to have been deserving of a title shot. But with yeah. Moreno and Figueredo running it again, maybe Pantoja versus Nikolau. Uh, wouldn't be a terrible fight. Okay, that works. Works for me. So, and you know, onwards and upwards for Nikolau. I try to warn Dan in the next fight. I, I'm a nice friend. I try to tell him, but he just wouldn't listen. Uh, Sergey Pavlovich snipered Tai Tuivasa, knockout punches, 54 seconds into the first round. Um, at Pavlovich at minus 215. Is Gumby finally willing to admit that he is a legit prospect? He's definitely a legit prospect, although I don't like him against uh, almost any of the people in front of him in the rankings now, Um, because here's the thing. I think he's like he's a power puncher who's less technical than the guys in front of him. Um, You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's more technical than Surreal Gain. I don't think he's more technical than the new wave Francis Ngannou. Um, You know, he's got big knockout power, so of course he can win at heavyweight, but like how long have we been saying that again about Taitui Vasa or Derek Lewis or, you know, insert big heavy puncher here. Um, and he got hit with a couple of those return shots from Taitui Vasa, like just yeah. like I thought he would. He started throwing, he started having success and I started seeing Ty throw back and I was like, perfect. This is right where it ends for, uh, for Pavlovich. And those punches just glanced off. But the problem is, is if he runs into, Somebody who's a little bit more technical is going to stay away from his strikes. I, I think somebody like Surreal Gaines still beats the hell out of him. Yeah, um, Gaines is a tough matchup for most. So Yeah, yeah. and, and you know what, too? Do you know who I think is a really bad matchup for Pavlovich? Curtis Blades. I, yeah. I think Curtis Blades would wreck him. Um, yep. so he's, like, he's tough for most, too. Yep. He, he's definitely a legit prospect. I did underestimate how technical he was because I, I thought – you know, like he, if it turns into one of those brawl spots, I thought he was going to be the one getting caught. But he, he picked his spots really well. He picked apart Tai Tuivasa. He's obviously got the heavy hand. So, uh, yeah, 
Pat Pavlovich is, I mean, he's, that puts him in the top five, I think. Heavy hands plus the seven foot wingspan. I, I know I go over, uh, talk about reach too much and the stats don't really bear out reach helping that much. We, uh, four, if you have four inch reach advantage or more, you only win 56% of the time, but he's got, he's going to have way more than four inches on most people. He had nine on Tui Vasa. So I think that plus the power um, and the precision of his punches uh, makes him quite dangerous. Yeah. And the next fight went against the stats that I keep track of. Roman and I, and, and I, I tried and to it. tell you on this one too. <laughs> Roman, <laughs> it, 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 hey, it looked fine until it didn't. That's the thing. Uh, Delizzi came through with uh, what a calf slicer into a into a ground and pound, I guess yeah. you could call it. Plus one sixty, Gumby had it at. Hermanson looked very good until that happened. Delizzi very slick on the ground. Uh, he had a slick transition even before. The fight finishing one, but uh, officially he won TKO punches 406 into the second round. Very impressive win. Uh, probably the best opponent he has faced and beat thus far, and he did it on less than two weeks' notice. Yeah, this is huge for him. It's going to put him yep. in the top 10 at middleweight. He was unranked. Uh, so to beat, like, I, I think Hermanson with seven or something like that, that's a huge yeah. win for Delize. And you know, to your point about the transitions, dude, he transitioned between so many different fun submissions there. He went, you know, armbar to inverted triangle to heel hook to calf slicer to just like a mounted calf slicer position, which, by the way, I don't know how Jack Hermanson didn't tap out to that. Anybody who has ever been caught in that calf slicer, dude, that is so painful, not just on your calf, but on your knee. Uh, especially in that position. Crazy that Hermanson didn't tap out. But I will say also, wonderful that he didn't tap out because I had, <laughs> in my recommended yep. plays, Roman Delizzi by KOTKO plus 500. <laughs> I hope you had that IRL in real life as well, Gumby. Uh, I, I did, in fact, yes. I did see some people who just played him by stoppage, so they did not sweat that one out quite the same way as I did. Um, but the, the KO at plus 500 uh, wound up being, I, I think, the only recommended play I hit, but I'll it take is. it. True. it but, True. But it but it pretty much saved my night. <laughs> yep. So onwards and upwards for Delizzi. Yeah, I just checked his resume. At, yeah, he fought no one near Jack Manson's level. Uh <laughs> Up to this point. So, yeah, this is a huge win for him. Eric Anders with a huge win as well. TKO punches 245 over Kyle Dawkins. Dawkins immediately goes on to the uh, fade list. If if he continues his career, he is his uh, face is not uh, healed from from the horrific damages he sustained in his last fight. Um, yeah, that, this was not fun to watch, um, not just because we had Dawkins at minus 220. But, yeah, he was very fragile and everything seemed to hurt him uh, at a point in that fight. Yeah, I'd say fade if he's fighting somebody he can't take down. Because yep. originally, because originally I thought he'd get Anders down, and and maybe this is where we underestimated Anders. Is we said yeah. Anders is a big athletic dude whose skills haven't caught up to his athleticism. I stand by that statement. I still think his skills haven't caught up to his athleticism, but his athleticism was enough to keep him off the mat here. Um, yep. and on the feet, Dawkins is so far behind uh, most middleweights in striking. That I mean, Anders put it on him. Uh, props for Anders for getting that huge win. Because if he if he didn't beat Kyle Dawkins here, man, what 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 are we talking about with Eric Anders? Because he was on that that would have been three in a row, and then before that, it was just those like weird back to back fights with Darren Stewart, and he had lost one before that. So yeah, like we we might have been talking about the last Eric Anders fight if he didn't go out and look that good. 
Yeah, he definitely, uh, I think, saved his career. He's he's a guy who makes real good money, too. You can see all that on my, here's a transition, on my Substack, moneymma.substack.com, where I have all the payouts and uh, estimated payouts and all that type of stuff. Yeah, he, he makes good money, and if you're not winning fights and you're not headlining, then, yeah, you're not going to last. But, yeah, he um, he came through, and, yeah, the doc is, oh, a lot of bad things happened to him in that fight. That the, Mostly the, um, the accidental head, head clash, even though it was mostly Anders' fault. Uh, I, I guess it was accidental, but still, he really had better than bad. But it, that seemed to be the beginning of the end. Uh, even though I, I guess he, he was already headed down the slippery slope as it was. But, yeah, that definitely um, finished him off. And, yeah, he, he just could not take anything any shots to his face after that even like glancing stuff or like accident incidental blows were were seeming to rock him yeah i i think Not you know much. he's he's a guy he, he's almost like a more advanced chase hooper um yeah where like he, he really needs to round out his game and add some wrestling or else he's going to keep losing to people he can't wrestle if you don't have a chin either you're you're in trouble so yeah um and apparently he does not have a chin at this point uh, even though he spars with his heavyweight brother. Um, and then in the opener of the main card, uh, this one got moved up to the main card, I believe. It was a catchweight fight. Another one went against my stats. Phil Rowe missed weight, but um, still won the fight. He missed weight by two and a half pounds. I think a lot of times when people miss weight by a lot, it, it may be better. Um, their chances, I don't have the stats to back it, but nonetheless, TKO, a wild fight. TKO punches Nico Price, which is hard to do, finishing Nico Price. 326 into the third round. I had Phil Rowe at underdog. So that's that's right, people. I hit two underdogs on the main card. Adam at plus 120. That's three straight TKO wins for him. Yeah, um, he, he looked good. You know what I wasn't prepared for in this fight is just how much bigger than Nico Price oh, yeah. he looked. Because yep. um, I knew, you know, I saw the stats, his reach is bigger and he had some height advantage. But man, like, he looked like he was in a different weight class. And I mean, I guess maybe that's where the technically <laughs> but, he was. Yeah. <laughs> technically he did miss weight. Um, but yeah, like he, he just looks so much bigger. And I think that war price out, um, you know, price price went swinging pretty wildly on some of those punches and it, it didn't entirely work out for him. So yeah, I, I think, uh, this is a classic Nico price fight. Very hard to call because that dude is an anomaly. Well, at least, when he's in the cage, he's not off having kids. So that's a positive, right? <laughs> yeah, he's got 17 kids. Yeah, something like that, <laughs> at least. Um, all right, so that wrapped up the main card. I had one, two, three, four, five out of seven. Gumby had four out of seven. Um, under the prelims, we lost maybe the fight we were most looking forward to and one we were on opposite sides on as well. Tracy Cortez versus Amanda Hibas. Um, Cortez made weight and then had a medical issue, which means it was a botched weight cut. Um, I, yeah. I, I think there's even more, uh, teeth to that too. So rather than okay, just saying we're like speculating, um, so first of all, they, they've been really good about saying a non weight related illness. Yeah. If that's what it is. Oh, and, right. Yes. Yes. Um, they didn't say that. Right. And, uh, they also didn't say a non COVID illness. Um, because but they usually the crowd without a mask, but uh, she was in, that, yeah, yeah, but she was, <laughs> well, it is Florida. Uh, it's true. So they probably wouldn't care. Um, but yeah, like she was in the crowd with Hebas. Like they watched the fights together. So I'm guessing just like, you know, some sort of organ shut down because of the bad weight cut. And it also makes sense too, because she is so big for the division. Yep. She's missed weight before. I guess UFC is cool with this. Like people drop She's a the huge fight, draw, but... of course. <laughs> yeah. So that they show her smiling in the crowd, even though like she screwed them over. But anyhow. So we lost that fight. Uh hopefully we get that one soon. Um, 
So uh, top of the prelims was a women's story fight. Angela Hill, is she good? Question mark? Maybe. Cause, or is Emily Ducat not good? Uh, she skunked her. Three rounds to none. Wasn't even close. We were in on Ducat. Um, you said in the... I just said her name different two different times there because eventually I'll, I'll hit the right pronunciation if I keep changing it up. Um, you said in the Discord that this was probably a step up too far or too fast for Dakota. There are three times I said it. It, it does. It does seem like that because here's the thing. In her first fight, she fought Jessica Penne and Jessica Penne, you know, like is is close to Angela Hill in skill. I, I mean, she's definitely a step down, but she's at least close. But like the difference is, is how much she stepped up in terms of striking, right? Because because Penne is is not good on the feet, um, you know, in in any capacity. She's a grappler, yeah. so like she beat up somebody who's like seven steps behind Angela Hill in terms of striking. And, and you know the thing about Ducote is she's she's young. She she's only twenty eight. She's young for the sport. She doesn't have a ton of fights under her belt. Like I, I think she probably needed a slower path towards the top. So. Um, this will be a little step back, but I ultimately don't think it'll ruin her career. So uh, as to the first question, is Angela Hill actually good or not? Cause she sure looked like she was last night. I mean, she is very, very, very much so like the number 13 or 14 best straw yep. weight in the world and probably will be for the next 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Good. Yep. Good point. She, she is the gatekeeper to the rankings. So, um, good win for her. Uh, I, didn't give her enough credit apparently, but I'm sure if I pick her in the next fight, it, it'll swing the other way on us. We didn't pick this one either. Uh, I wanted to so badly too. And uh, you, you were considering it too, because you're a big fanboy of Clay Guida, but he came through, defeated Scott Hot Sauce Holtzman, sent him into retirement. If we knew Holtzman was retiring, maybe we would have picked differently. Who knows? Split decision, 28, 29, 29, 28, 29, 28. Uh, I believe Guida won. So the right person won the fight. We just didn't pick him. Yeah, I, I don't think the the scorecard for Holtzman made very much sense. The the judge who um, scored it for Holtzman gave him the second. I will say a 30-27 scorecard for Guida is really dumb. Yeah. Because uh, Holtzman very clearly won the first. Which, by the way, if you want to go check out on MMA decisions, uh, two guys from Sherdog gave Guida a 30-27 um, card. So yeah, 30-27 uh, card, stupid. But yeah, he he won this fight. It, it it's a pace thing, right? Like I I think. Yep. I think that's what really cost Holtzman here is that he he didn't succumb to the wrestling for the most part. I mean, I guess he gave up a couple in there, but like that that wasn't the biggest deterrent. I think the biggest problem for him here is he just couldn't keep that Clay Guida pace. Who can though? If if they keep giving Guida people at least in his age demographic, age bracket, yeah, <laughs> which I know is going to get harder and harder uh, by each fight. Yeah, um, he could have a real shot at this sport. That guy. Um, yeah, so we uh, we with that one, even though I really wanted to pick Guida, and I'm kicking myself for not. But them's the breaks. Oh, this, this next fight made me super angry, Dan. This is this was the start of uh, this is the first fight I missed on the night and started things going downhill for me. Mark D. Casey looked horrible. He thought he looked good. Really though. bad. He, no, he, really bad. He, he, he thought he looked really. He, he thought he was styling and profiling and um, really uh, really schooling Michael Johnson, but he looked horrendous. 29, 28, 29, 28, 30, 27. He lost to Michael Johnson in 2022, the end of 2022. Come on. Yeah, it, it's insane. Bad. Um, I mean, like, he, he didn't look awful in the first. I did give him the first. Yeah. Uh, but, like, the the failed takedowns, I think, ultimately cost him here and not in the way that, like, they usually do, but they cost him in the way that, like, 
it gave Johnson the confidence to be like, oh, he ain't taking me down. Let's just let go. Um, and as soon as he started letting go, he, he was cracking him. So um, re- really smart by Johnson to realize that that's an opening for him. And, and he did. I mean, he looked great in there. Uh, it was that this was was it maddening for you as well? Or maybe you were a little uh, bit. I mean, like it was maddening because I thought this was a slam dunk pick. Here. Yeah, I exactly. Thought we, I thought we had like entered this new realm of like the really good wrestler, Mark Casey, because, he, you know, back to back wins largely yep. on his wrestling but I mean, I think this just goes to show this is how bad Slava Claus's takedown defense. Is. <laughs> oh, there you go. It's true. Yeah. Um. The the betters thought it was a slam dunk too. Minus three twenty five. DKC was and whiffed on that. Uh. The dogs be barking last night. That's for sure. JSP Jonathan Pierce defeated Darren Elkins. He was not a duck. <laughs> thirty twenty seven thirty. No, thirty twenty seven thirty twenty six. Um. I just saw a headline that he threw up after swallowing Darren Elkins' blood during the. Oh. Gross. I'm sure he's not the first man to swallow Darren Elkins' blood during a fight. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I'm the only thing I'm shocked on in this one is that only uh, one judge gave this a 30-26. Uh, yeah, because slaughter. You want to you want to hear the funny thing is the guy who gave this a 30-26, the guy who gave a 10-8 round to Pierce is the one who wouldn't give it the round no. to Wonderboy. Yeah, was that guy? It's oh. the same guy. Oh he gave a 10-8 to Pierce in the second. But Wonderboy got no 10-8 in the fourth. Like, what is that guy's... And don't get me wrong, like, he did deserve one, and I'm glad he was the judge who did it. But, like, what... How do you... How are you not, like... So he doesn't have, like, a vendetta against 10-8. He, like, understands what a 10-8 is. <laughs> yes. But, like, yes. then to not give it in... I mean, wild. Just friggin' wild. <laughs> yeah, JSP looked very good, though. Um, another win for him. De- yeah, Elkins he's, he's now undefeated. He's undefeated at Featherweight, too. I feel like enough yeah. people, they keep pointing out that loss to Joe Lozon. But now yeah. he's won... He's 5-0 and at Featherweight. Like, this dude... Yeah. You know, I've got him personally in the rankings, in, in my official vote for the UFC rankings. Because, like... He's beaten Kai Kamaka, Omar Morales. The Christian Rodriguez fight is eh, because Christian Rodriguez up a weight class on short notice. But then Elkins and Makwan Amir Khani. Like, how, how do you not rank a guy like that? Yep. And he kind of was playing around last night, too, trying to get a uh, finish. Like, he, um, he, he probably could have fought better than he did, but he was spamming those those crane kicks because he wanted a finish. I guess I was going to say, are we, are we done with the Darren Elkins experience? But well, he's three and two over his last five, so I guess they'll, they'll run him out for some more because he well, I, I always has exciting fights. Yeah, he's the type of person they're going to run out forever, too, yeah. I think. you know. Um, good for yeah, his just, brain, that's for just sure. Let him, just let him keep going. Yeah, until his brain says no more. All right, so we have Pierce minus 495. I had Nathan Levy, who looked very good, minus 195. Gumby went on Gennaro Valdez. Um, like I said, Levy looked good. 29, 28, 29, 28, 30, 27. Do you think he looked good? Sure. Honest question. Do you think he looked good? Yeah, he good? won. He won, I mean, so it's he, good enough for he, me. He definitely won. You're There's right levels. <laughs> There's levels to goodness, okay? He uh, looked he, good for Natan Levy. No, I, I. the big problem I have I here. I thought you liked him heading into the UFC, didn't you? I did, and then I got off of him because he's, okay. a, okay. he's a striker who, as we just saw, had trouble with a wrestler on the feet. Like, he is a striker who fought a wrestler who didn't want to wrestle him. And he still didn't look great doing it. Uh, so, yeah, like, I think if this was a low IQ fight for me, if uh, if Valdez went to the grappling. Yeah, if, if Valdez went to the grappling a little bit more, I think we'd be on to something. But, like, I don't know. Do you do you think Levy is somebody who you, like, want to keep an eye on? No. No. Well, it depends who, he, depends who he fights. But it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, if he keeps 
If he keeps fighting wrestlers who don't want to wrestle, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> sure, line him up. Yeah, no, he's he's still in the lower rungs of lightweight. Um, featherweight. Give him Clay Guida. Give him Clay Guida next. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Depends. If if Guida gets a good line, that might be good for us, actually. Yeah. Um, this van looked didn't disappoint. The fire marshal, Francis Marshall, knocked out with punches. Marcelo Rojo, one fourteen into the second round, and uh, we have minus one sixty five on Marshall, which, which I thought was a yeah. Why didn't I put him in, into my recommended place? Because I thought that was a nice line. Um. But yeah, it was a uh, nice hit, and Gumby, Gumby in the Discord was um, whoever that guy is was impressed by Marshall. Yeah, I mean, I was impressed by him on the Contender Series, uh, which we noted on Wednesday, and he just continues to develop his hands so much. Because the the craziest thing about this is, I had him in my recommended place, but I had him by submission because like his hands got better for the Contender Series. But I didn't think in my wildest dreams he would trade with Marcelo Rojo. And if he did, I thought it was going to be a bad move. Um, And here he is, not only knocking out Marcelo Rojo, but like really knocking out Marcelo Rojo. This is a guy who I think you circle. uh, We got to keep an eye on him because he's he's super young. He's super talented with his wrestling. His striking is coming along. Dude, there's so many reasons to, to be excited about Francis Marshall. Yeah, if he's gonna be yeah, if he's gonna be knock, knocking people out cold um, to go along with the rest of his game, then yeah, that's something, something else. Also, another person to keep an eye on was in the opener, women's strawweight, Yasmin Ha Reggae or How Reggae. Um, TKO punches a very tough Estella Nunes, 406 into the second round. Uh, ha Reggae got dropped in the first round, which uh, was cause for concern, but then after that, she just turned it on, and she uh, she's a fun one to watch and. Definitely like her uh, going forward. We had her at minus 325. Hopefully we get some more advantageous lines going forward as well. Yeah, I really, what I really liked about this fight for her was that she got like, she she learned the veteran lesson of like, ooh, can't take people too lightly and to get dropped and to go through adversity. But then she didn't have to lose the fight, uh, which is, that's like a really fun moment for a prospect to be like, they learned the lesson and they figured something out uh, and, and still got the win. So yeah, good, good for her on this one. Yeah, hopefully she doesn't. It, there's always the risk that because um, the women's divisions aren't quite as uh, filled out as the men, especially at Starweight. Hopefully she doesn't get rushed up the uh, flagpole too quickly because um, she's still got some work to do. But boy, she's fun to watch. I don't think they're going to rush her because her her second fight here was, and, and I true. said it I said it on Wednesday, it was it seems like a setup fight. Uh, You you take somebody who is a hyper good prospect who won her first fight uh, in a a very exciting fashion. And you give them somebody who's Owen two in front of a big arena. They knew what they were doing. And I think they're going to keep doing it with how Reggie. How Reggie. All right. So Thompson Holland, very worthy winner of uh, a fight of the night. Then Pavlovich Dolidzi won for uh, performance of the night's. In case you did notice, it was all finishes in the main card, seven finishes in the main card, and then we had a couple other finishes on the prelims as well. Um, the eight knockouts tie uh, on the event ties the record with seven other events for most, most knockouts in a single UFC event in history. So if you watched last night, you um, saw some history go down in the Amway Center. A very raucous crowd, too. So that was, uh, I think that may have added to, to some of the fun we had in some of those fights. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun night. Even even the decisions were fun. Yeah, and, and even the fights that didn't go our way were fun. Like, 
Uh, I picked Holtzman. I was pretty in on Holtzman. And yeah. that play with Clay Guida was was legitimately fun to watch. Well, because you love Clay, Clay Guida. Even I, even with his haircut the way it is, you still yeah, like him? I, I mean, yeah. It, I mean, his haircut looked better than, than Kevin Holland. <laughs> I was going to say, if I could grow hair like Kevin Holland, I think I would, though. I think yeah. that would be fun to have hair like that. But That's th- a that's, boss. That's a, that's a move. Yeah, I've never had the opportunity do you think that like that's this. more of a move than uh than do you maybe you might not even get this reference because you're not an american football guy do, no, do you think that's a move more than do you know brian robinson's big hat nope i don't even know who brian okay. robinson is a football player i take it yeah you should you should google brian robinson's big hat before we we get to ufc 282 because <laughs> big hat brian robinson big hat um, that's not his hair, is it? No, he just he oh, has he's a, a hat. He's wearing he big a, hats. He has a big hat guy. <laughs> and he, oh, he's wearing a backwards too, which looks funny. How, where do you get a hat? I guess if you're he a has, he he celebrity. said to, he said to let him know he's got a big hat guy and he'll put you in contact with him. Whoa, that's so fantastic! <laughs> is that like his thing? He does that all the time. It, it's his like new thing, yeah. And now that's like so analysts funny. are now analysts are getting the big hat and doing a big hat joke thing and like yeah. yeah. Do you think that's a better move or or Kevin Holland's haircut? No, Kevin Holland's haircut because you can't okay. take the haircut off. Okay. You cannot take the haircut. But if it's him, like, what other haircut could you have, really? Yeah, I get that's he true. He used to have that boring, like. Do you, um, want, do you want to know what he is with that haircut? What? He's a trailblazer. Oh, uh, boy. We should, we should just do the Costanza <laughs> and just, we should just walk off the podcast on a high note there. But um, there's my my son and wife are um, marathoning through all the Seinfeld. So you, you're going to get a lot of Seinfeld references. Uh on the podcast going forward probably because uh, they keep reminding me of all the amazing episodes. So, um, all right. So last night was kind of, a, no, I wouldn't say amazing for me. I went nine to five, which most people would love to, to go nine to five, but not me, Dan, I expect more. I won $6 and 61 cents. <laughs> Thanks to so just, my, just, just for the record, don't bet a hundred dollars on every fight. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Thompson and uh, Roe came through. I hit, I hit two dogs. Gumby as well. hit two dogs. He had Dalidzi and Thompson wasn't enough to get him, out of the red, he lost 251 bucks, went seven to seven. There's not still time, Dan. You're down 3,000 bucks with two events to go on the year. So it could be if I hit all dogs. <laughs> it's true. Well, last, <laughs> oh, yeah, how many, how many dogs won last night? Uh, we I had, mean, if, uh, I, if I picked them all one, right last week, it... two, three, I'm counting four the big ones, five, six, seven dogs. So half of the event, which is way more. Usually it's a third of the event you get a dog through, uh, statistically. So Hopefully people enjoy me counting on air. Uh, that's what you're here for. On the year, I'm 65%. Gumby's 59%. I'm down 478 bucks. There could still be time for me. Um, but yeah, Mark D. Casey wrecked my my good uh, vibes last night and, and sent me into a little a three-fight spiral there. So um, Gumby's down 3,000, as I said. Recommended plays. We really don't want to talk about it. Gum, Gumby hit the Lindsay knockout prop. Hopefully you guys were in on that one. I hit JSP on the money line. I missed two money line fights. Uh, not good. So I'm down 45 bucks now. I went, this is the first time I think maybe it's starting the year. I might've been down, but yeah, the first time I've been down. So we may have to switch things up. We, we were having a, a very rare off air um, planning meeting uh, before this. And maybe we'll switch things up in the new year, make it more interesting. And uh, cause it's embarrassing if recommended plays hit and Gumby doesn't play this recommended plays game. Right. Anyhow, he, he puts in parlays and props and he, he gets all crazy. He can't help himself. So, um, and we we miss hunger man jong super fan parlay jo, apparently jong is very protective of that parlay you saw in the uh, i saw you that, you thought about renaming it and j- he... j- dreadney dreadney <laughs> wanted to get in on it and jong very quickly 
clap back and kids. So maybe next year uh, you can do a hungry man jong and I'll, I'll do it with some kind of dreadney uh, parlay and uh, we'll see how it goes but he had uh you, you had you had both winners so they just uh the means of them winning you didn't have crack yeah marshall via sub he won via knockout wonderboy via decision and he improbably won via tko so still good picks because both men won and they were probably the most um most reasonable ways for them to win were the ways that you you predicted so i'll still give you your kudos for that so um we don't have a week off do we we, we have uh uh pay-per-view if you want to call it that uh, when with jared gordon in the co-main event does that still qualify as a pay-per-view you know i think this pay-per-view is good all right well let's let's go down the car quickly jan blakovitz versus magomed ankalaev for the newly vacated light heavyweight championship um paddy pimblett versus jared gordon in the co-main event the aforementioned then we got robbie waller santiago ponzinibbio darren till We'll see if he shows up versus Trikas Duplisis, Bryce Mitchell versus Ilya Tapuria. Maybe that fight's the best one on the card. Other, it, uh, that, other that one, the main card. That that one in the the main event, obviously. Yeah, other than the main event, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then prelims: Jarzinho Rosenstrike versus Christakis. Raul Rosas Jr. makes his debut now that he's finally 18. He's making his uh, pro debut. I'm not sure if they waited till he was 18, but I'm sure that didn't hurt. Versus Jay Perrin, the Canadian, right? Yeah, he's Canadian. Nope. No, nope. man. L- Lowell, Massachusetts. Oh, oh your area. <laughs> that must be why. That must be why I was thinking. Um, Edmund Shabazian versus Dolce Lugiambula. Chris Curtis versus Joaquin Buckley. Oh, there we go. That's that's the best part. The best fight in the prelims. The best fight in the whole card, probably. Um, for fun, at least. Billy Quarantillo. This is the early prelims now. Billy Quarantillo versus Alexander Hernandez. Ovince St. Preux versus Antoni Trocoli. Is, was he a contender series guy? Um, I recognize the name. Yes. Okay. Antonio Tricoli. Yes, I believe so. Movado. He was the one who won in like a uh, really quick fashion against a really terrible opponent. Um, He's not going to be a but, terrible but, one this week. But it was, um, he, he was like two or, I want to say two or three years ago, he was on contender series. Okay, um, and I then I think remember. he, then I think he popped for something and they, they took that one away. Interesting. He, he's, um, all right, then we got, TJ Brown, Eric Silva, Vinicius Salvador, Daniel De Silva, and Cameron Simon versus Simon versus Stephen Coslow. So yeah, pretty decent card. If uh, I don't know if I would be paying seventy bucks for it, but do you card. know? Uh, so I know you just ran it down. Stephen Coslow going to be uh, the 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 newest addition to the UFC. He's a late yeah. replacement. Do you know what Stephen Coslow's nickname is? No, I assume it's a good one. It's Bam Obi- Bam. It's Obi Wan Shinobi the pillow. <laughs> and why? I, I think I'd actually heard that. But why? I have no idea. Well, so, so he's going to be on the Top Turtle podcast this week, hopefully. I I would love to ask him about that, but unfortunately, no. The the Top Turtle MMA podcast this week will have uh down. No, I already had down down T J Brown on it. It has Billy yeah. Corintillo, not T O. Billy Corintillo, yeah. uh, in Jay Perrin. All right, there you go. This is one of our epically long episodes. Well, there there is a lot of a lot to uh, recap last night. Thompson versus Holland was a memorable event. Um, so yeah, so pay per view we'll be breaking down prelims on Wednesday, main card on Thursday as per usual. But we'll be back in your ears tomorrow, uh, Monday. Breaking Gumby's gonna break down his favorite um, promotion in the world, Bellator. We're gonna give you picks for the Bellator event, which is coming up this week as well. So. We'll, uh, until that time, or actually at all times, 
make sure you get in the Discord and chat with us, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. A lot of new names and faces popping up uh, in there last night, which was nice to see. Uh, the more, the merrier. Uh, SGPN MMA is the Twitter handle. Gumby runs for us. He's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer. I told you about moneymma.substack.com. Subscribe there. At the very least, subscribe so you can play in my free pick'em contest I run for every UFC event or pretty much every UFC event. Um, and read all our stuff, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We cover every sport underneath the sun. So we'll, we'll be back, like I said, back uh, tomorrow with the Bellator event. Um, until that time, I will remain, yeah, boy, Jeff Fox. Gumby will remain the Darce Knight, Gumby Breland, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. 